I'm Zim, and you're listening to the Helpful Photographer podcast in collaboration with New York City Photo Safari. To register for a safari, visit NewYorkCityPhotoSafari.com. Memory cards. This podcast will cover choosing the brand, the type, and the size of your card. And I'll finish with best practices for your memory card. If you want to skip ahead to best practices, fast forward to the 2 minute and 20 second mark. All right, let's get to it. The brand of memory card you choose is important. In photography, it's almost always the case that you get what you pay for. My suggestion is you stick with the biggest and most reliable manufacturers, which include SanDisk and Lexar. I've also found Kingston and Panasonic cards to be very reliable as well. I've dealt with other cheaper brands, and I've had numerous problems. There was one brand I picked up where four out of five cards failed within the first hour of use. The type of memory card you get and the speed of your card is actually not something I can advise you on. It's dictated by the camera manufacturer. So for that information, you're going to have to crack open your manual and see what it says. I know it always sucks to go through the manual, but luckily the information is usually available within the first five pages. What about the size of the card? This really depends on how you work and the camera you have. Yes, it depends on the camera. First, you should know that not all cameras can handle really big memory cards, which means you need to crack open your manual again and see what that upper limit size is. Here's a hint. While you're there, grab a highlighter and mark that information so that the next time you buy a card, you can find the information quickly. Second, as I just mentioned, memory cards fail. Yes, even good memory cards fail, and they will definitely fail at the worst possible time. The hope is that when they fail, they will die a quick death so you're not strung along. This means that the bigger the card, the more pictures you might lose in the event of sudden failure. Some people advise that you should shoot one big card so that you don't have to change your card in the middle of your shoot. For me personally, if I only had one card slot and I'm traveling, I would want to change my card in the middle of the day. This ensures that if my card fails, I would only lose half a day's work. It also forces me to download the images at the end of every day onto two hard drives for safekeeping. The last point about card size is if you have two memory card slots and you're writing duplicates to each card, then you can actually afford not to change your card because your work is being backed up. Okay, now on to the big topic, best practices for your card. Some of the most ridiculous myths I hear within the photographic community surrounds the use of memory cards. Here's a good one. Change your memory card every year. When I heard that, my head just about exploded. The argument was that cards go bad after a while, and so a year was enough, and since they're cheap, you shouldn't take any chances. They argued that you don't want to be in the middle of a wedding shoot and lose everything just because you were cheap. By the way, this is the same person who suggested that you shoot one gigantic card for the entire shoot and did not mention two card slots. There are multiple problems with this piece of advice, and let me share why. What we know is that everything has a shelf life. Everything. And with electronics, everything has a failure rate too. Manufacturing is not a perfect process, and a certain percentage of products leave the factory defective. So how will you know whether or not you got a defective card? Will it fail on the first shot? I can only hope so, because then you would know immediately that you have a bad card. Or will it fail in two hours, or two days, or two weeks, or perhaps in five years? You don't know. What we do know is that the card will likely fail at the worst possible time, like right in the middle of the wedding ceremony. 
I once had a three-week-old card fail one hour into a sunrise shoot in Patagonia. It was a Lexar Ultra Gold professional card, and the images were completely unrecoverable. But I feel I was lucky because I only lost one hour of shooting and had five more days in front of me. So if you don't know when a card is going to fail, what is the utility of changing your card every year? So the question remains, what is the shelf life of a memory card, assuming that it has no defects? The most common number that gets pushed around photography websites is 100,000 writes and rewrites. But I couldn't find any manufacturer's website that would back up this information. What I did find was something called the TBW. It stands for terabytes written. And what it refers to is the endurance of the card. It seems that most often manufacturers talk in terms of hours of use and the amount of data written, not number of shutter actions. And most of the information relates to surveillance cameras because these cameras write images to cards every single second of every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The cards they use for this purpose are rated for three to five years of use. Normally, these are higher quality industrial grade cards, but even if our cards are working at one-fourth the capacity of an industrial grade card, it would mean shooting continuously for eight hours a day, five days a week for three years to get to the end of the card's life. That's based on my rough estimate extrapolating from the TBW that I found online. Even the most successful photographer does not shoot this much. So there is no reason to change your card every year unless it's presenting problems. And what I can tell you is that if any one of my memory cards, new or old, shows any sign of a problem, I would certainly replace it because I don't take chances with my work. Another ridiculous piece of advice I heard is that you should never delete your photos in the camera. This is simply wrong. There are only three reasons I can think of where you would not want to delete the images in your camera. The first is because you're running out of batteries and deleting takes battery power. The second is because you should really wait until you can review your images on a large screen because images look different when they're larger and you don't want to delete potentially good photos. And third, don't delete your photos in your camera because while you're deleting those photos, you're probably going to miss the image that's happening in front of you right at that moment. So stop chimping your photos and get back to work. People who say you shouldn't delete images in your camera argue that this action corrupts the disk. And let me just put it straight. This is wrong. If your software is corrupting your disk while deleting, it would also likely be doing so while writing. And here's the proof. If you delete or reformat your card, there's a very, very high probability that you will be able to recover the images with software. And the fact that you can recover images that have been deleted means that the card was not corrupted through the process. By the way, you can also recover images from a formatted disk. This brings up another point. Many will tell you that you need to reformat your card at the end of each day. You do not need to do this. This will definitely not help the life of your card. It actually creates more wear on your card. This was confirmed by an engineer I met on a safari who works for SanDisk. She said that she attended a photo tour and was flabbergasted by the tour leader's suggestion that they should reformat at the end of every day. There are only three reasons why you should reformat your card. One, the card is full. Two, you want to start fresh because you anticipate needing the space or because you don't want to confuse the previous day's shoot with the current shoot. And three, reformat your card if you have put it in another device. 
In other words, if you remove your card from your camera and put it into a computer, it must be reformatted when it comes back to your card. To read your card, your computer may quietly install its own software, which may conflict with your camera's writing software. When you reformat your card in your camera, it will replace any software on the card with the camera's software. So basically, any time your card has left your camera, it must be reformatted when it comes back. This also includes new cards. Okay, that's it for today. I hope that was helpful. Until next time, keep on shooting!